my god, welcome everybody to Purity Wing, episode 7, volume 2. Uh, my name is Tim. I'm Al. I'm Benson. And uh, this is this is great. I'm really glad that we, we're back after a week off, uh, you know, weird times, you know, uh, wings in the time times. of cholera. Say again? Unprecedented times. Unprecedented, as they say. Uh, more Weird and, more. and strange times. Yeah, yeah. You know, we didn't have a COVID scare, but we had a COVID startle. And uh, turns out it was uh, nothing to be startled about. No one had COVID after all, but can't be too sure nowadays. Um, before we got on air here, uh, Al was saying that he thought that Woodstock 99 was by far better um, than Woodstock. <laughs> you want to talk about that? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know if I agree or don't agree, but it, it it is like a it's a hot take. I just think that <clears throat> Green Day throwing <laughs> mud is one of the pivotal moments in music history. I, yeah, I, and like, is more important. I couldn't tell you anything that happened at Woodstock '69. <laughs> uh, Carlos Santana but, was set to play. Later in the night, and then so he took a bunch of acid, and then they moved his setup, so he was tripping balls, and then so we were just talking about guitar faces. That's a guitar face for you, yeah. You're tripping balls and soloing for like twenty minutes straight. <laughs> that's that's sixty nine. <laughs> that yes, is, and then you get a Limp Biscuit in ninety nine, and green day throwing mud and what 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 else happened there y'all ever see that video of uh what's his name limp biscuit fred uh, durst fred biscuit fred durst <laughs> 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 who's trying to play a solo on guitar because uh, he doesn't play guitar but he god does he give it his all <laughs> on this one video and, uh it's like the end of this like sad ballad and it's just i'll, I'll show it to you later i'll probably like throw the audio in Was that at Woodstock 99? No, that was at an arena somewhere because uh, we all decided collectively in the world that <laughs> Limp Bizkit was the greatest band on earth for like four years. Yeah. Um, and then we all like, it was like we all took a cold shower and we're like, Jesus, what <laughs> happened to us? The what dog flavored water? <laughs> Don't tell me it was a cold dog flavored water. After LaCroix tried to come out with a hot dog flavor... <laughs> Everybody was like, oh, this ride's over. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like uh, like a fun Quaker snack called like chocolate starfish. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. No, you know, I'm, I'm excited for the for the documentary on Woodstock 99. I just like. I don't know. I, I think that the pendulum definitely swings back and forth on like shit like new metal and uh butt rock and i think that we're kind of at the bottom of we, the swing we've right kind now of like segregated the two now, <laughs> yeah right There's oh like, new metal and butt rock no, no 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 i guess like those two are in their own festivals right and then the cool bands 
going to the other festivals yeah. with the flower crowns. Well, my my hope is that um well, my I, th- I guess my hope number a, number A <laughs> uh when uh when we're out of covid times is that like big festivals are basically like non-existent or like completely rethought of. But uh number B is that uh Butt Rock can join the hippies again. <laughs> <laughs> they deserve it, damn it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Al, how's your week been? Uh, my week's been pretty okay. I've been grinding on Christmas presents, which I can't talk in too specifically about. We could just uh, wait another like month company. to drop this. <laughs> well, it's about oh, you us. guys. Oh, I don't want really you sweet. to know what I'm getting you or attempting to get you. I had a little bit of a crisis around them where I was like, I don't know if I'll be able to pull this off last <laughs> night, and we'll see. Yeah. Uh, wow. Wow. And uh, wow. yeah, that's about it. Yeah. How was your week? My week? No one ever asked. Nobody ever asked him that. (laughs) I want to hear about Benson's week. Benson, how's your week? No, tell us about your week first. (laughs) Oh well, my week's. Thank you for pushing back. Uh, I've you know it's been a pretty good week. Uh, Otter is on my lap right now. He's got a cone on. He's got the cone of shame. He had his um, balls removed. It's called a neutering. I don't need to call it. Uh, (laughs) Oh yeah, he got his his little uh, balls out. (laughs) It's not what the doctors say. He's been, uh, you know, nutless, gutless, deaf and dumb for <laughs> for a while now. He's really sad. Um, and, I, you know, that's what happens, I guess. But he's got the cone on. And so it's been a weird week because, especially at the beginning of the week, um, he was, like, in the middle of the night, he likes to sleep on our bed. And uh, it's either that he gets, like, a prick of pain or like an itch, or maybe it's that he just realizes that his testicles are gone. But whatever it is, he like jolts up in the middle of the night and starts <laughs> running around the bed and then goes back to sleep. And he was doing that like every 20 minutes for Oof. a while. And so I ended up sleeping on the couch, uh, <laughs> which, I don't know, is that selfish to make? I, I was like, in the moment, <laughs> I, in, the, in the moment, I was like, well, this is great because Otter will have his space and Anna will sleep right through it. <laughs> and now I'm like, no, maybe I, would, I just like was like a little selfish and made Anna well, have to deal with it. I feel like you cleared enough space for Otter to yeah, spin have a his circles. Track. Yeah. That was my Without thought. Without disturbing the piece. I asked Anna. She's like, no, you still just jumped right on me. But, uh, <laughs> it's totally fine. So, um, sorry, Anna. Uh, that's been my week, basically. I also read... Uh, uh, way too many college applications this week. I work for a, a liberal arts school and I read applications. And um, I, this is that first week. Every week, every year I do this, I feel like there's a week when I really log on to the matrix and I just I feel like a part of it. Like I become ones and zeros, uh, and I, I get my groove where I'm like I don't blink for like seven hours, and I just like. I emerge from the basement read from reading these college applications with like just deep red eyes from just like staring at a computer screen and not, not blinking and just reading about, um, you know, 17 year olds, tragic, <laughs> tragic lives or, or like little wins. Um, 
without saying too much, then what is your metric for like what a good essay is or what are you looking for? Um, that's a good question. Uh, any high school seniors, get your notepads out. <laughs> yeah, I'll, give you, I'll give you a couple seconds. Here we go. Yeah. Pad and pen, you're ready? Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm, what I'm looking for is, like, anything that is going to show me how you are going to be a community member on the college campus. Um, like, I, I recognize that they're 17. I'm not looking for someone who's cured cancer. Um, and... A lot of the times I'll get these essays that are like um, trying to tell me that they are so much better than they actually are. And it's like, my my man, you you you, uh, like you just got out of AP bio. I think for my I think for my UPenn application, I just talked about how great Philly is. (laughs) <laughs> That's great. Like, this I kid will fit right in. Yeah. I didn't get into UPenn, <laughs> the city of brotherly apples. <laughs> but I had the same application for Penn State. I'm just like, well, close enough. Yeah. You're in. <laughs> did y'all? Okay, let me ask you this: When you were applying for college, did you ever speak to a college counselor, like, and at your school, um, like while you were applying, like either an interview? For like more information, did you have a call? I had one. one? I had an alumnus interview, which was really strange. Okay, for UPenn, yeah, Um, there was someone that lived in my town. He was fucking like eighty something years old, and he was just like, (laughs) "So you're interested in UPenn, huh?" (laughs) And I met him at a Starbucks at Barnes and Nobles. I don't know what good that did for me. Tell me, what's your buggy like? (laughs) Um. Did you did you do any of that? Like, did you talk to anyone? Yeah, somebody from the school I went to came to my high school and pitched it. And, you know, I had a crush on her. And I don't think that affected anything. But it is the only on school your, the, the I counselor? applied to. I mean, not a, like, crush, but, you know, a 17-year-old, like, like wow. wow, this... Lady is cool. <laughs> She's really got it together. Wow, CCA is a really great place Boy, for me. If this is the representation of the entire school, I'm I'm gonna like you here. Yeah, for sure. I think I'm gonna like you. Yeah. <laughs> Adjusting your bow tie. Uh, exit stage left. Um, I just like I was thinking about this the other day. I was talking to my friend about this the other day, and I was like. Man, I just wit- I every day this year I have felt this tidal wave of indecision and like not knowing what is going to be next in my life. If I need to go back to grad school, if I need to like like how am I going to get out of this incredibly deep um, financial ditch? Not financial ditch, but like uh, tax bracket. Um, where I I just feel like I will never find a job that um, is not specifically with the talents that I already have. Um, No one is hiring for someone across, uh, across disciplines right now. Everyone's like, well, if you don't have 10 years of experience within the specific field with these specific talents, then you're wasting our time. That has been my experience. And so th- the point of this ramble is to say I really wish that I had uh, just the level of uh, blatant 
wistful indifference that I had when I was 17 to 22. Yeah. Because when I applied to Lewis and Clark College, which is where I went, uh, it was there and it was U of O. And I didn't really know the difference between the two. <laughs> I didn't really care. Uh, I Someone told me that Lewis and Clark's, Clark was better than U of O. So I was like, well, I guess I'll go with that. Uh, <laughs> and I, I visited the college once with my dad's friend. There were no students there. I never once saw what a, what a Lewis and Clark student was like until I got there. And then I got there and I was like... Well, I guess I'm going to be a, a hippie for, for a second. <laughs> cool. And then I applied for Teach for America, and I was like, I don't know if this is any good or not. And I got in, and I uh, I went to eastern North Carolina, and I was like, yeah, I guess there's mountains there. And I was wrong. <laughs> That's the other side of the state. It's a big state. And so I guess I just wish that I had this sense of uh, just floating in the wind, and being okay with wherever it took me, because I cannot let go of control anymore. Mm. Why? Because I hate it here. <laughs> my job, I mean. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I hate my job. Whoa. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I recently liberal had... arts school. You're on notice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like. It's unfathomable to me that you were supposed to know what you're want to be at 17 and go to. So, like, I kind of felt like pressure to go into the med school route so i did get a so i went into a degree that like of something that i thought was interesting yeah. but will is just a stepping stone to get into med school and i chose molecular biology and biochemistry and halfway through i realized i don't want to actually be a doctor and i don't know if i want to go get a phd and you know be a faculty member do research for yeah. the rest of my life so I kind of just stuck with a BS in that, and it got it gets me nothing. <laughs> you you are kind of just a glorified like dishwasher yeah. at that stage to be like a technician or a, I guess research assistant is the job title that I had. Um, and I, I talked to my parents about this recently, um, and then they just they wanted to talk to me about Breaking Bad. And <laughs> I had to explain to them the ending of Breaking Bad. And their takeaway from Breaking Bad is just like, you see, this guy got a chemistry degree and now he has to make meth. <laughs> you see the problem there? <laughs> like, I don't think. <laughs> okay. Damn, that is a that, that's a roundabout way of saying you're wasting your life. To watch I had to explain. I had to explain to them like the power the dynamics of Walter White and just like his like hunger for an empire and stuff. And he was like, "No, nah, he just needs to feed his family, and like his chemistry degree was useless." <laughs> like, what? Damn. Did you watch the show? Fucking roasted. That's brutal. Um, you really like that show, right? I've heard you bring it up a couple times. I have liked it all throughout college, and I didn't think I would like it. Would still hold up, and I don't know. It came up over the summer. And Al said he never watched it or hasn't finished it, so I urged him to finish it. And then while I was trying to convince him, I decided to go rewatch it. Yeah, and I think it's good. It's a fun story it's... of love and compassion and. Friendship. I don't know how much love or compassion were in the show. Walt loves money power. and power. <laughs> Jesse loves has compassion. <laughs> and the two are best buds. Okay, Benson, quick. 
Uh, on the count of three, do your best Walter White impression. One, two, three. I am the one who knocks. <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> or it's like pretty like, I was actually like very like, uh, it was in between Walter White and just the Joker. <laughs> Which is going to be my next Halloween costume now. <laughs> we need to cook. Chelsea! <laughs> You're goddamn right. Say my name. Say my name. Breaking Bad. <laughs> You're goddamn, You're goddamn right. right. I'm Mr. Bad. <laughs> Breaking Bad. <laughs> I'm. I will break your bad. <laughs> you want to know how I got these scars, Benson? How was your week? It's been. I guess it's been two weeks since I saw you. We had our uh, inaugural Wingsgiving. Here, which was really lovely. Yeah, Wingsgiving was great. And it's been, you know, the highs are highs, the lows are lows. I'm going through my first finals week of grad school. Um, I'm clearly not handling it well, I think, <laughs> just by, like, picking up so many different things that else, other things that I want to do. Like, I'm trying to wrap up this EP. I'm here recording yeah. a podcast while I have so many assignments stacking up. <laughs> Uh, trying to plan and write a cookbook with Al, <laughs> um, and just do a bunch of other things that aren't work. Talk um, a little bit about this. Um, forget about work for now. Just let uh, that's no, that's no for another work. day. Work doesn't exist. Yeah, anymore. No, yeah. T- talk about this cookbook. What's the idea behind it? Well, we can get into it some more later because yeah. you're going to be in it. Um, yeah. <laughs> me and Al were on. Uh, can I say that? I was on mushrooms and Al was somewhere in the room. (laughs) (laughs) And Al was telling Benson that he needs to turn his life around in the room. And Benson came up with this cookbook idea. (laughs) That's what happened, Dad. Um, yeah, uh, Aaron called me because when I was in Oakland, I had cooked for her and Tyler um, some what I think were Dan Dan noodles, but it's kind of just like this vague, like it's kind of the essence of a Dan Dan noodle. I didn't, I did not make Dan Dan noodles. It's kind of like when the dirty projectors wrote that album of black flag songs, what the, and like, it's basically them covering black flag songs, but they haven't heard those songs in 10 years. And they were just like, this is what it sounds like. Right. Oh yeah. So that's what, how I made the noodles. I'm like, it's creamy, right? So there's like peanut butter or sesame in it. So this is what I'm rolling with. It's it's not legit. Yeah. But I I had a recipe for it and I made it for them. They loved it. And then she called me and asked me to make. Uh, and I was like tripping really hard. Well, <laughs> I like got her through it. And then I looked at Al's cookbooks and then we had a little conversation. But it was like, who makes cookbooks now? Because like everybody has learned to cook from another cookbook. You're kind of just like rewriting recipes. I mean, not everyone. There's a lot of creative chefs out there, but like someone like me who loves cooking and would have fun writing a cookbook. Why the fuck would I write a cookbook? (laughs) And Al was just like, you make it for Aaron. Yeah. Make it for your friends. And that's, and then in that really big mushroom moment, I was like, Yes, I will <laughs> make a cookbook for my friends. <laughs> and so, yeah, I think it's going to be like kind of a zine thing. It's just a bunch of things that I make regularly at home. And I want my friends to make eat the same food that I eat pretty regularly and just share 
that with everybody. That's amazing. Is there a specific? Uh, is there a specific meal that you are excited to put in there? Uh, Al's favorite food is going to be in there. Two Talk ways. About that, Al. Two ways. Yeah, you can make it in two ways. <laughs> what is your favorite food, Al? My favorite food is crab rangoon. Yes, and uh, I think we're gonna have it in the cookbook, both as we all know and love it, and also in my uh, home cook style, <laughs> which uh, really amounts to a ramekin full of sour cream and sweet chili sauce, and <laughs> your chip of choice to dip into that. <laughs> that dip. <laughs> It's like you get the vibe of it. Yeah. Yeah. The vibe is there. So <laughs> Vibes Rangoon. The worst SoundCloud rapper. Hi, I'm Vibes Rangoon. I, <laughs> this is 30 minutes of trap beats over chimes. Um, hell yeah. I'm really excited to try that with you. It's, it's good. It yeah. scratches the itch. Yeah. I, I I just think that's such a like because that's that's such a meaningful thing to Al and therefore I care about it and I would just love to like really like s- stage some nachos <laughs> with chili sauce and sour cream <laughs> on a fancy plate and take photos of it and write a recipe of it. Oh, we should get some really like fancy photos of all oh, this yeah. food. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And uh, that's that that really. So why you're going to be in it is because we just made wings for each other three different ways. Boy, I stuck the landing on that transition. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah we did. Let's get into it. Um, we we made chicken wings for each other. Yeah. We, yeah, we're just at my house right now. It's like very festive. We have a lot of uh, Christmas stuff up or winter stuff up what or what have you. We have three stockings on the wall. Uh, one with an O, one with an A, one with a T for Otter and a Tim, but it just says Oat on the wall, which is kind of nice. But this is all just like table setting because we're all here and we we made wings for each other. Uh, you know, th- this is going to be our last uh, in person episode for at least a second. You know, we're we're slowing things down uh, at least in person for a hot minute until Portland and uh, America gets uh, their shit times. together. Huh? Unprecedented times. <laughs> unprecedented. Again, I say. <clears throat> so called. <laughs> Quote unquote unprecedented. Yeah. As as they say and as I've heard. <laughs> unprecedented. Um so we wanted to, you know, we wanted to get together and uh share share our favorite wing recipes or try something new and just feed each other. Cause th- there's there's no better love than the one that you put in your mouth <laughs> that you feed people. <laughs> There's no better love than food and uh, and giving it to someone uh, that you care for. I have a question to kick it off. Well, let's do it. I'm curious if you guys get more satisfaction out of feeding somebody or being fed by somebody. Uh, I get more satisfaction out of feeding somebody. Um, unless I am ordering something. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah. It goes ordering my favorite foods, <laughs> feeding someone that I love, and then having someone uh, I love feed me. Cool. Yeah. 
I don't know why. I don't know why the the number one is eating out, but that is that's how I. It's very special. It, like, yeah, yeah. Do you get off on ordering for the table? Oh like, God, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fully rocked up when I, when I ordered for the table. It is that is like that is the you know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what Myers Briggs I am, but it, whatever it is, it's the one where I can. It's like uh, you're feeding someone, but you're also ordering food for yourself. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's the one where I can uh, tell the the server right before they leave. Oh, also, I I didn't talk this over with everyone, but I want to get everyone chili cheese fries. Um, and then I turned back, and everyone's like, "Oh, cool! Like, yeah, you know, we're gonna we're gonna make a fun time out of this. This isn't like this isn't stopping after the meal, like." You when we're here, we're family because we're at Olive Garden. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I honestly, I think I don't know. It's weird to say of all the things you could possibly miss in a pandemic. I think having dinner and drinks with friends is something I do because that's that's the vibe. Just being able yeah. to unabashedly spend so much money on a good meal, but like with people you care about and who are also into it. Ugh. I just, I I know that it's not going to be just a, like, immediate back to normal kind of thing. But that first night when we can go eat something and then drink too much and then eat something after that, yeah, I'm I'm going I'm gonna cry. It's gonna be so fun. I'm gonna cry at a Wendy's. <laughs> you can be the now. funnest cry anyone's <laughs> ever had at a Wendy's. That, <laughs> that, that did happen when I was down in California. Like I was with um, my like temporary pod at the moment, and we decided to eat out for the very like we none of us had done it, and it was at Kenji's restaurant in San Mateo, mm. and it just felt like being at a restaurant. And I got to order for the table, just like what'd you get? I got everybody the currywurst, I got the Korean fried chicken, and I got a, a smash burger to split between like four, five people, <laughs> but we just had to try it. Sure. Yeah. And I think I got a pretzels. I like bought a ton of shit because I just wanted everybody to eat this, to eat this food. Yeah. And it felt great. It was so much fun. It made me sad that like I couldn't, it's going to be a long time before I can have that again. Fellas, how do you feel about... Um... Maybe like we we start put it like okay. Is it crazy to want to start a savings account for that first night back, where every month we're just putting some money in for that first night back? I like it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're gonna talk to my bankers about that. <laughs> like not, not on just one night. It's like gonna be a, a multitude of like dinners or just. Are you talking about one dinner? I'm thinking, well, one night. <laughs> one night, huh? Yeah. Where? How much do I need to save? We're going to do a bang to bang? Be in on I'm this. I'm saying every, every month we are putting $20 into this account. Cool. Um, for each? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And that's reasonable. Yeah. And when, like, you know, whatever that means, like, where hey, do you want to go? I, well, I don't know. It kind of depends on how long this takes. I guess, I guess <laughs> yeah. we're going to three places at least. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I know one one of the stops, uh, and Otter might jump on your computer. I apologize. Um, one of the stops has got to be Maui's, which is my favorite dive bar in Portland. I mean, our neighborhood bar kind of. Yeah. Right now. Yeah, for sure. It's it's just historically it's been uh, the the best the best hangs I've ever had. 
um, and consistently. So that'll have to be one of them for me. Um, and then the nicest meal in town. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what that is. I don't know what the, I've always that, wanted to go to Longbon. On Burnside? Yeah. Right next uh, to... Uh, it's like part of Paddy. Right. Mm. I went once. and You, you kind of got the short straw. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I would love to go back. See, one thing that I've always wanted to do... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, it's... I don't... Well, think. one thing that I've always wanted to do <laughs> is uh, go to Departure. And mm. uh, not because it's the best meal in town or anything, but um, dress up like we're uh, from the capital in the Hunger Games. <laughs> <laughs> and just order decadent food all night. Like, ah, yes, octopus testicles on a skewer. I will say, I'll, I watched Gregory Gorday's season of Top Chef. Yeah. And he just seems great. Oh, he yeah. Toward, no, no shade towards <laughs> Gregory Gorday. But that place does seem like uh, it's the kind of place where the world's richest assholes would go. <laughs> yeah. In Portland. Didn't uh, – was it you who saw Yusuf Nurkic there? Um, I saw Nurk – not there, <laughs> but at um, Ox. Uh, and, oh. uh, yeah, funny story about that. Yeah, uh, I saw Nurk, and he, it was like he was coming back soon. We were all rooting for him. He, he came in with his – very large uh, Eastern European posse um, of like 15 people. And uh, I gave him like a little, like, not a full on fist pump, but just like a little one and like a little squint. Like, we're, we're, we're counting on you, buddy. Like, get well soon. And, um, and then he, he went to the bathroom. I was watching him like a hawk the whole time. <laughs> he went to the bathroom and I was like, oh shit, look at this. Old Tim Bones needs to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, truthfully, I had to. I had to pee, and so I was like, "This is awesome. I'm going to go to the bathroom after Nurk, and I, I, uh, I wait till he gets back, and I, I stand up, and I like, uh, I, I said something under my breath, like, well, like we miss you.' I was just like, "We miss you," and he kind of like gave me a side eye as he walked by, and then I went into the bathroom. And I looked at the toilet, and uh, there was not a single part of that toilet that was not absolutely drenched in urine. <laughs> like my man, my man is uh, seven foot one. He peed on everything. It was like he had like um, he was like holding a fire hose from the base. It was like a crazy daisy. Uh, it was just everywhere. Um, and I was, uh, you know, I was like. I, I forgave him in that moment, but it was fucking gross in there. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. First. That's yeah. funny, too, because one of my, like, I won't say proudest moments, but I had a very similar interaction that made me really happy where I was waiting to eat at Eam and last year, and Al Farouk Aminu walks out, and he was playing for the Magic at this point. Yeah. And... I just look at him and I and I go, we miss you. And he was like, thanks, man. I appreciate yeah. it. And that was it. That's awesome. And I was just like, wow. <laughs> that felt so good. Yeah. <laughs> so based on that answer, are you the kind of guy who likes to uh, feed someone more than you like to be fed? Uh, I thought I was. Yeah. And then uh, when... Anna cooked that meal. Yeah. I it I think what I always thought was like I would always rather 
be the person cooking than being cooked for. And I realized then I was like, if I feel very, very close with somebody and Mm -hmm. have this like, just like level of not trust, but just like, there is a point at which I'm like, damn, it is so nice to have like somebody who you really love, like cook you a meal. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I feel like that threshold is like higher than like, if I like anybody, I'd like, I want to cook for them. Yeah. Yeah. I had the best acorn squash soup the day before I was broken up with Mm. made Mm. by that person. (laughs) I think it was like my last meal. (laughs) (laughs) The sweetest soup I ever tasted. I would reframe that. (laughs) It was the worst soup I've ever had. In fact, it was delicious. I don't know what you meant. But boy, did that bitter aftertaste linger. Just calling it a last meal is very gross. Um, but also, I do i I love feeding people, but it's also because I have a need of control. I'm a control freak. Yeah, I think I'm when I sensed that I was micromanaging a meat because a meat was making the turkey mm-hmm. for our meal last week. That I ended up just like, let me just do it, and he bought the turkey, and then I decided to just take it all the way <laughs> with how I was going to do it because every the step of the way I'm just like mm, maybe you should do this mm. and then I realized what I was doing and just decided to do it right and I'm happy for it I think that is a funny thing though too because it's like you you and your housemates each were bringing your own tradition to it and like all you had was each other. And so it's not <laughs> like a meat can go have Thanksgiving right. with his family where they all have the same tradition. It's right. like your traditions all butt up against each other and is like, like I wouldn't want to eat. I'm sure I would, but like on paper, the idea of like eating somebody's stuffing that's not like my mom's recipe, like doesn't fly. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I just... I feel like negotiating that with like with roommates who all have those same yeah, things coming I to think, the table. I think we were all coming away with it differently. Just like, you know, <clears throat> someone misses their family. Someone misses just the big meal. Someone and just wants a bird cooked the right way. Someone just wants crispy <laughs> skin on a bird. <laughs> um yeah, it, it was it was a pleasant time, and yeah, <laughs> I got to split the bird completely wide open, flat. You're not going to get your picture perfect, like Thanksgiving turkey. Totally. But it was the best turkey I've had. But it so. tasted good. It yeah. tasted better than any shitty, like, turkey I've had on any Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know... I know we don't need to talk about Thanksgiving this entire episode <laughs> because it is a couple weeks after when we're releasing this. But I will say, I don't understand the turkey vitriol <laughs> that seems to have emerged. Like, I like. I think turkey. it's because of that. Like, you stick an entire giant bird yeah. that's round yeah. into a roasting pan, and of course, it's just going to dry okay. out if you cook it for six hours. Right. I. <sighs> I feel like 
I have kind of sensed this year, like, I feel like in the past couple years, people were really finally starting to, like, dog on Turkey as a centerpiece. Right. And it's like cancel culture. I, we culture. cancel well, Turkey. Yeah. I, here's the thing, though, is, like, I'm for that. Yeah, and, okay. And I think it was just this yeah, year, what maybe we have because, like, uh, oh, we had dry-aged duck. Oh, Fucking phenomenal. Um, quack, quack, baby. And, <laughs> yeah, I think maybe because, like, people aren't doing things as traditionally, like, maybe people didn't feel as beholden to have a turkey. Now, all of a sudden, people are like, turkey's good. Turkey's okay. Uh, and while I get that, like, you can make a turkey that's not bad... I I can't think of a circumstance under which like a small chicken would be wouldn't be better. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, it's yeah. it's not good. It can be good with a lot of care and attention and work, but that's just to get it to the level of like a well cooked chicken. Chicken. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's I I guess the difference is it's not worth it, right? Is it yeah. a worth it thing? Because like if you do it right, it is it's a different flavor, and it can be really good. I think is I think there's also a different? power play in it when you are at the head of the table with a big fucking turkey leg. You feel like a king. It's it's a power <laughs> move. Yeah, that was a me. Why don't you just <laughs> get mutton dinner. then? I'm sure, yeah. he, gr- he got dibs on a leg, and he looked powerful with I, it. Like I can like get a whole a pork has- shank. A meat has like if that's a, what you're after a crown roast. A meat has a very royal look. Like I can see a meat as like in like an oil painting with know? a big fucking turkey. Yeah, leg. for sure. Um, well, should we get into it, fellas? Yeah, let's yeah. get into it. Uh, we uh, each. Oh, and Anna's home. Hi, Anna. Hello. Hi. Uh, we're just we're just talking about wings over here. It's a podcast. See. We 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 have a podcast. It's called uh, Daily. Huh? <laughs> it's called the Daily. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Al, you cooked for us first. Tell us what you did. Okay, I made a peanut butter and jelly wing of sorts. Uh, so the idea, well, I'll just go in practice. What happened? was layer by layer my base layer was uh these the korean rice cakes and i was like (laughs) i'm gonna deep fry these they'll be crispy and chewy Mm -hmm. and they were but at the cost of uh a real oil eruption which thankfully um as things were really starting to pop off Tim walked out, so neither yeah, Tim or Anna were towels. here. Dad was away, and the I, kids were left alone with a oil vat. I was relieved <laughs> because we averted the crisis, but I think that if either Tim or Anna were able to see what was happening in their kitchen, that I might not be their friend anymore. That is that is like <laughs> such a blatant overstatement. Well, it's, okay, it's insane. You didn't. I was, you I didn't was see watching it, it happen. <laughs> I saw chunks of rice cakes fly across your kitchen. But the rice cakes were good. They they came out really good. They were puffy and crunchy and chewy. Mm -hmm. I burned myself a little. 
stopped the popping, dropped the thermometer into the oil, <laughs> fish that out. <laughs> uh, Mr. Magoo. In- <laughs> and then uh, fried up some shallots. Uh, and then I coated the wings in uh, a batter made primarily of PB2, which is a peanut butter powder uh, that works pretty well since they take a lot of the fat out. Um, and battered those up. And so you had a base layer of the rice cakes. You had the wings, fried shallots, crushed peanuts, some chives, and then a jam sauce drizzled over it that was raspberry jam rice vinegar and a little sriracha Mm. um and i the the like kind of idea of the way i put the dish together is one of my favorite restaurants in san francisco mission chinese when they do their wings they're like buried in a pile of peppers and kind of like digging through this pile is pretty fun. Um, and so I was kind of just like biting the way that they will like compose a wing dish. It was the most fun I've had eating chicken wings yeah. ever. Uh, yeah. The essence of PB&J was totally there in a really bizarre way. And cool. it was delicious. It was... I don't know. I, I just like it was like so impressive that you threw that together, and it was like a, it was both, like you said, Benson, like it very familiar. It felt like PB and J, and also a flavor profile that I've never had put together. It was in my a, life. it was a Food Network moment. It was a oh boy, it was an FNM. <laughs> yeah, it was oh, it was so. Good and those okay the the rice cakes uh th- yeah maybe you made a mess I don't know I didn't see it but I just I like I want to know I, how you get I if you had a gas range your house might be on fire <laughs> <laughs> well I'm I'm glad that we have a shittier <laughs> stove then because uh, I like this place but like. Uh, I want those rice cakes again. Like, I know. I, you can taste the fear in your heart. <laughs> I would really love to the like, most find a snack. safe way to, to make these. Who's the ice road truckers of, <laughs> of rice cakes? <laughs> Truly. Really. Um, the, but the wings, it was like, um, yeah, it, it tasted like peanut butter and jelly, and it tasted like an amazing chicken wing. And those two things I never thought I'd want together, and now I can't wait for it to happen again. It was so good. the The peanut butter, the powdered peanut butter, as a, uh, a bread, batter, a batter was uh, it worked so well because it wasn't like, oh, looks like this is just a peanut butter wing. It was like, oh no, no, because no. it, it just worked with the 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 jam, the jelly. Uh, more than anything, it complimented the jelly rather than the wing. I think it helps that Stuck like the, the like everything that makes PB two not very good yeah. as what it's advertised for, like actually makes it work really well as a fry batter. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you get that idea? The peanut butter and jelly wing. Well, the using PB two as a batter. Uh, 
I originally wanted to use it as a dry rub, not as a batter. Ooh, um, okay. But it was so powdery. And yeah. so when I did it as a dry rub, when I was kind of like prototyping this out, it was really, really powdery and not at all fun to eat. And right. also just tastes weird. It's not very good. Mm. <laughs> it. I mean, it's a weird concept. Yeah. I've been putting it in my smoothies along with real peanut butter. Oh. Uh, and it's PB2 pretty good. Squared. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> well. Um, yeah, overall, we're not going to do box scores because we love each other and they were, these, but if I was going to, this was a bok, 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 bok. So you I did just, just gave it a box score. You gave it a box score. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. No, 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 hypothetical <laughs> box score. It does not count in the canon. Um, Benson, you went next. Tell us about your wing. Uh, I was a little lazy with mine. Um, but this, I mean, this was an idea that I wanted to play with for a while now. Um, I just didn't dress it up and plate it the way you guys did. And I feel bad about it, but <laughs> why it was like, it was wing night. It was wing night. <laughs> I also only gave everyone like two wings, but I yeah, did, fucked. um, a Korean fried wing, uh, but with a dry rub. So it's not sauced. Um, what I should have done was actually double fry it. Kind of going back and forth about double frying in general. Kenji says you don't have to, but I've gotten better results doing it. So I'd hate to call Kenji wrong on this. <laughs> I'm not going to. But I should have double fried my wings. Um, but the So I went with the dry rub of curry powder, MSG, and sugar, and some Szechuan peppercorn. So it is kind of like... This Japanese curry mala uh, fusion of a wing. Um, and what I wanted to serve on the side was a coconut sauce, but I experimented with that before. Wasn't getting good results. So instead, I presented you with uh, my take on like the hot yai, like Malay curry mm. on the side. And you, I presented you with my whole heart. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's, that, was, that was the whole thing. Um, yeah. Korean fried dry curry mala chicken with Malay curry. Thoughts, Al? It was so good. I thought that the uh, the dry rub was awesome. It was very crispy. It was great with the curry. It was cool to like taste the curry with bread afterwards and oh, yeah, realize that like a bread, a, a loaf of bread that i brought with me yeah. Yeah. i, I <laughs> it's a really good call I don't and know it was a good loaf of bread <laughs> yeah. um but it was cool to taste like the curry with the bread you realize that there was like quite a lot of sweetness in the curry and that was really good on its own but also it was like kind of nice the way that the the wing curbed some of that sweetness and like balanced it out a bit and i thought that like yeah, the wing was delicious on its own. The curry was delicious on its own. And it, like, the two also complemented e each other in a way that it, like, became something else when you dipped yeah, it. Totally. Yeah, I, I think it needs to be part of, like, the hot yai roti set. Like, I, you need a piece of bread or some sticky rice with it to really be a full thing. Yeah. Not just chicken and curry. If it, but. For me, it know. was like it was the perfect example of uh, like a ratatouille moment. 
You know, where he, he takes a bite of the, the grape and he's got like some little purple swirls. I love that around. moment. I reference yeah. it often. And then he's got the, the cheese and he takes a bite of mm-hmm. that and he's got a different jazz beat going on. <laughs> yeah. And he's like both of them and it's like this disco orchestra. That is exactly what this meal was for me because it was like, ooh, this, this um, like powdered curry on the wing is giving me like a, like a kind of like, like mm, mm, it's kind of like <laughs> like a like a bass beat, a drum and bass kind of thing, and then I I had it with the curry, and the curry was just like these high notes, and but like really warmed you all the way through, and then you take it both, and they they it come it becomes a completely different thing when you put it together. Um, it was the one, it was the wings. I think those wings stuck with me longer than any wings I've ever had. Wow. Yeah. Like like. I still can taste those wings so vividly. Um, if that's the MSG. Sure, yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, then so be it. <laughs> I don't know, though. I think that whole that whole spice blend you put together, like, was really unique and delicious in a way that's, like, is hard to forget. And it, like, it it did have, like, familiarity to it, but was, like, not anything I'd ever tasted before either. You crushed it. Thanks, y'all. But yeah, give us some sticky rest next time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's hard to make. I tried making it. It's not an easy task. Mm. We've got a thing of sticky rest here and it uh it's really just keep easy. it on hand. Um, well, I went <laughs> okay. to I went to uh, uh, <laughs> I, I, I went to a Thai uh uh, supermarket and um, got this big, big thing of sticky rice. And uh, I, I, they were, I was checking out, and the person was like, "This is sticky rice," but uh, she had uh, Wait, like dried sticky rice, or like uh, yeah, yeah, dried like rice that is specifically made for, oh, okay. for sticky rice. I tried making sticky rice from just regular jasmine in a steamer oh, basket. Mm, yeah, it didn't no, work. Th- well, I'll give you some of this because I've got enough for <laughs> years. Uh, but uh, I didn't understand her accent. I'm a shitty person. And I was like, huh? And she said it again. I was like, oh, yeah, no, that's fine. This is what I'm looking for. And uh, then I realized as I was walking out that I, uh, what she had said. She's like, this is sticky rice. And I told her, yep, I, yep, I want <laughs> yes. five pounds of this, yeah, 100%. Um, and she, like, she definitely side eyed me, like, this, this dumbass is, is in for a treat. And uh, it is a treat, it's fun. <laughs> our, our rice bowls around here really uh, stick to your ribs. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. The kind of rice you want at every meal? Uh, well, it depends on. Uh, what, what you do today? <laughs> Rice you can dip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, awesome. Uh, bok, 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 bok. All right. 100%. Tell us what you made. Um, I made, uh, so when we, we had this idea, um, Alan Benson had their, like, ideas laid out, and they were like, do you have a wing, Tim? And I was like, I am going to do a new take on an old classic, the Buffalo wing. And they're like, can't wait to see what that means. And I had no idea what I meant in the moment. I was like, oh shit, I got to figure out how to reinvent the Buffalo wing. Um, and so then we, I, I, I prepped the wings. I got them in the fridge to, you know, air dry and get all crispy. 
Um, and then we had our, like I said, our, our COVID startle. Um, and so I had these wings ready to go, but um, we weren't going to have the podcast. So I was like, okay, well, you know what? Let's make these wings anyway. So we had wings last week. And uh, I made the Pock Pock uh, fish sauce wings. And don't want to toot my own horn here, but toot toot. I think I crushed it. <laughs> mm-hmm. they, were, uh, they were really good. And so, I confirmed that he crushed it. It was uh, amazing. <laughs> and it can confirm that I crushed it. Thank you very much for the confirmation. I can also confirm that our kitchen is covered in oil. It is fully covered <laughs> in I'm oil. I'm very sorry for how much oil is all over your kitchen. I can also confirm I'm still your friend, Al. Don't worry. <sighs> Phew. Lots of great confirmations going on. Um. So I was like, okay, well, I I got to yesterday. I was like, I still don't know how to reinvent the buffalo wing. I was like, well, let's just put the two together. And so I made a um, a Thai buffalo wing, um, a fish sauce buffalo wing. Um, and so I took, you know, three quarters of a bottle of Frank's Red Hot Wing Sauce, put it in a blender, um, and then I added, I, I toasted some guajillo uh, chilies, some uh, japone ch- chilies, uh, some Thai chilies. I toasted those and then threw them in some water to soak. Or not some water, some uh, fish sauce and some Thai white vinegar. Um, let that soak for a bit. Threw that into the um, blender. Blended it all up with three cloves of garlic, uh, some ginger syrup, some actual ginger, uh, and a couple teaspoons of brown sugar. Um, and then I double fried those motherfuckers and I tossed it up, uh, sprinkled some green onions and some fried garlic, uh, on top and, uh, laid my, my fellas to rest. Um, served it with some blue cheese dressing and, uh, that was, that was my meal. So, thoughts? Okay. <laughs> I <laughs> okay. Now that Tim shut up. <laughs> I if you hadn't told me that it was like a twist on a buffalo wing, yeah, I'm not sure I would know. Yeah, sure. And <laughs> what's cool about that is. I swear I'm not being hyperbolic that it was far and away the best buffalo wing I ever had. (laughs) And like to a degree where it's like I always really liked buffalo wings and I always wondered why I hadn't had one that was like at a level where I felt like they could be. And this was like so clearly there. (laughs) And I like I think that was what was like so exciting about your wing was I was like. I have like this is what I wanted right. have mm-hmm. for years. It's what I've wanted <laughs> and it's here and it exists and Tim it's like it's like some the- theoretical like some scientific theory <laughs> where like all the brainiacs are like pretty sure that it's real because like they all crunch the numbers but there's no real life proof <laughs> right. and this was like the real life like proof that it's like my theory's correct. Yeah. Like Tim has proven that a buffalo wing can be <laughs> yeah. this. Well, my heart on the side. I don't want to eat another buffalo wing that isn't this. To be honest, <laughs> Jesus. Um, I wonder what people in Buffalo would think of this, because uh, to me it was just clear as day, like the best 
version of a buffalo wing. In the, right. I, in the end, I wouldn't even call it a Thai buffalo wing. It's a buffalo wing that you use Thai ingredients for to elevate that. Right. Yeah. And you use Thai chilies. And you made it properly spicy, not like fire it was on very the hot. Like, it, it, was it was very it hot. It was spicy as hell, but it was... It was great. This is the buffalo wing... Let me back up a bit. Me and Al were talking about uh, some podcasts the other day, like, what is your go to heaven and this podcast is made for you kind of thing? Because yeah. Al was telling me about his emo podcast that he found. Where I was they, there for that. Yeah. They were, they were just talking about, is this an emo band? And it's listing off bands that all that Al loves. Yeah. It was... I'm, it wasn't my heaven podcast. It was it seems peak like your self-indulgence. Yes. But it seems like your heaven <laughs> podcast. Just like, wow, this is so like specific to me. Like This is something I enjoy listening to. And I feel like... people arguing about the weaker thans for 20 yeah. minutes? <laughs> and I think mine was you, introdu- you and Anna told me about this home cooking with Samin Nasrat yeah. and Rishi K. Sherway. That guy's really fucking funny. <laughs> and you wouldn't get that from Song Exploder. I think that's my like you know Shout out my like cooking. My bespoke podcast if I were to have one because it checks a lot of boxes for yeah. me. And your buffalo wing <laughs> is also a bespoke chicken wing uh, wow. buffalo wing for me because it has all my like a lot of ingredients that I would put into everything if I could, just like chilies and fish sauce. Like, yeah. I've been putting it into my fried rice recently. I'm just like, uh, normally I wouldn't put fish sauce in fried rice, but it's good. And ever yeah. since I started doing it, I'm like, I'm sure. not going to make fried rice without fish Why sauce anymore. You? And it's not yeah. a Thai f- fried rice. It's just my regular fried rice, but now it has this in it. Sounds incredible. You did good. Fuck fire on the mountain. <laughs> this is Portland's <laughs> buffalo wing. These, these are the kind of wings that make you retroactively downgrade Fire on the Mountain's <laughs> box score. <laughs> Tim's the jefe now. Yeah. I've been saying it. Um, hell yeah. Um, this feels so good to just hype each other. <laughs> this sounds so self-indulgent. dog shit episode we had last time with Nugs. Uh, <laughs> Like, I just felt so angry at that. Finally, some real food. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, This feels real good. Fellas, we did it. Oh, my God. This was great. Well done. Well done. Do we want to talk about our Spotify wrapped? Yeah, let's talk about our Spotify wrapped. Yeah. Yeah. I think Um, we, like, one way or another met each other. No, maybe not you guys, but, like, I met everybody that I know in Portland through music. But that's not how I connect with people. In fact, I find talking about music pretty boring yeah i don't know i have fun when i talk about it with you guys because you have a very like i don't i don't we don't necessarily have the same music tastes especially me and al but like i like the way al talks about his favorite bands and how much they mean to him i think that's very special and then how i listen to music is very different from al but i think he's told me that he he likes the way i listen like listen for different sounds and i don't know definitely I don't know how to describe my own music <laughs> listening experience. And then your, your your role in the music scene and what it means to you, yeah. it's, it's, it's all great. But I think when we talk about food, that's a whole other, you know, intimate, personal level of just, like, connection. Totally. But let's talk about our Spotify yeah, yeah. 2020. <laughs> well, um, uh, what was yours looking like? 
Um, I'm sure everyone's kind of like seeing the algorithm kind of define their most listened to by habits. Right. Um, mine is Teebs. He's um, a producer on Brain Feeder. Does really just like a really one of my favorite music producers, but not one that I would expect to be on my top. He's just a good like person to listen to while you're studying and doing homework. Yeah. And that's what it ended up being. <laughs> my top one was just chill beats to study to. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> great producer though. Alongside with just like, I think one or tricks point never was up there. Fuck yeah. Uh, Namdi Moses, Sumney and oh, choir boy, because I think gathering swans is, one of my favorite albums of this year. It's so good. It's, I, I listened to it a couple times through this week because it felt really good to read applications to it. For some reason. <laughs> like when I was feeling very like, uh, uh, like sad. It doesn't hit. To, it's like, it's like cheesy, but it doesn't really yeah. hit to the point where just like, Oh, this is cheesy. You're just like, no, this is riding on cool. Yeah, 100%. And it's, a, it's like hovering over just like, this is kind of cheesy. It's doing the Tony Hawk Pro Skater grind <laughs> on cool. On cool. <laughs> and below is a just like, cheese. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, no, I think you're right, though. Like, I think, uh, I mean, A, Spotify algorithms are, I think they're total like bullshit at this point where it's like how I, brave of you to say thank you well no i i do find myself to be a thought hey, leader i don't know about you guys way. but i'm starting to think this spotify company's a little corrupt <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll send that article about like spotify not like paying podcasters properly or something <laughs> <laughs> my only response that i was like yeah spotify bad <laughs> spotify bad um yeah no but i i don't even mean like how like awful and evil they are. I just mean that like every time I put on like a um like oh songs you might like because of this, it's the same nine songs that they recommend for me mm. in every case. Yeah. Um it's like I don't need to hear another like you know Magnolia Electric Company song that I've heard on every other I, I get it. I like them. I get it. Um it's just fucking annoying. Uh, it's just annoying. That's what. That's my. The vibe. algorithm that's also the sometimes can't pinpoint certain things. I've been listening to a lot of hundred gex lately. Yeah. And when the gex ends, Spotify has no idea what to play me. <laughs> it's all over the place. Yeah, like that's the, now, that's the point like, of that music. Here, bonito. I'm just like, all right, cool. That makes sense. <laughs> that um, should be the name of your next EP, Benson. Is when the gex ends. <laughs> <laughs> It's like JPEG Mafia and then the microphones. I'm like, who is whose playlist is this? 100 gags, probably. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Uh, when they first started doing these these wrapped things, uh, I was working exclusive. Like, I was doing a lot of childcare and like classroom stuff and PE stuff. And so, like, I only got kids' bop songs. <laughs> I got, well, no, that's not true. I got kids' bop songs and the band that I used to be in, which is super embarrassing. So it was like kids' bop and cool American. Uh, so uh, this year, um, I'm looking it up. Um, it says I'm a good listener, which is cool. Great. Uh, I spent 29,000 minutes listening to podcasts, um, which makes me a total loser. Um, what was your number one podcast? Um, my number one podcast was, hold on. It's like giving me a graphic. 
<laughs> I think they'll uh, they'll ask you to guess. Oh, it was a uh, blank check uh, mm. with Griffin and David, which is uh, it's a movie podcast. They do um, like. Uh, is that the McElroys? <laughs> no, no. It's um, it's just it's like a, a guy who was on uh, the Tick as oh. I think the Flea, mm-hmm. and um, a critic, a film critic for the Atlantic, and they they go through filmographies of different directors, um, and they do a, a, an episode on each movie of that filmography. It's it's long form and uh, silly, and uh, I love it. It's really good. Neat. Um, and they're doing uh, Zemeckis right now, and it's uh, it's a lot. Um, my, let's see. Guess my top artist of the year. I'll let you guys guess. Um, Palace Music, The Weaker Thens, Magnolia Electric Company, <laughs> or Smog. I'm between Magnolia Electric Company and uh, what was that first one? Uh, Palace Music. Yeah, those two. I know what I want it to be, yeah, but I'm... <laughs> I'll go with Magnolia Electric Company. It is Magnolia Electric Company. I already said I buried the lead. Yeah, um, <laughs> Magnolia Electric Company is my favorite band. Um, yeah, how about you, Al? Uh, well, honestly, the only surprise about my top artists is that the Weaker Thens are not on there. <laughs> uh, Whoa. My top artists in order are Lemuria, Tidal Fight, Strange Ranger, Slaughter Beach Dog and Level Up. Hell yeah. Which is just about as predictable is, as it gets. This is really funny. 2016. Because <laughs> there's a lot of discourse on like, like people get upset about just like, why do I don't care about your Spotify on like a wrapped 2020. Yeah. And I like, I kind of do I, care about what people are listening to. Unless you're, unless your number one was like Pine Grove or title fight or something. And then I'll listen <laughs> off title fight. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> Good. Listen, oh cool. yeah. <laughs> we don't need to talk about title fight. As long as but, it wasn't like car seat headdress or something boring <laughs> like that. I will say like over the last week, my favorite time was that brief window between when people had started sharing their Spotify wraps and before people started shitting on people for sharing it. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's, a great it's like little moment. <laughs> we all get it that it's like kind of self-indulgent and Spotify's like not cool, but I loved seeing everybody's. Yeah. It was really fun. Yeah. Well, you know what's just as self-indulgent as uh, as posting your rap, talking dunking about on people ate, for yeah, <laughs> shitting on people for posting your rap. It's the exact same thing. It's the exact same thing. It's like you know, it's similar to my theory about uh, Black Mirror, where I'm equally <laughs> sick of people who love Black Mirror and hate Black Mirror. <laughs> but like, sometimes I want to talk a Black Mirror episode because it was actually good. Yeah, and I feel. Stupid for wanting to do that. Yes, there's this weird, there's this weird feeling that like Black Mirror makes you stupid. <laughs> that sounds like a Black Mirror episode. Itself. No, the Black Mirror though, I, I still every, I, I every time I play my Switch though, it just makes me have to reckon with my ugly face <laughs> just playing video games. That's the worst Black Mirror of all. Oh, well, yeah, no, that's the thing. Like, one time, when I, was, I showed my sister that show and it creeped her out. And I was like, 
you know what the real Black Mirror is, right? And I just like showed her a dead phone, and she was like, "Stop it! That's scary." <laughs> Something though is like I think the Switch makes for a scarier Black Mirror because it's like nobody is ever playing their Switch in a flattering position. Yeah, it's, <laughs> like, it's like yeah. me, my like I have four chins happening. Yeah. <laughs> And I entered a house in Animal Crossing, and I have to look at that. <laughs> oh, man. Fellas, final thoughts? Anything you want to plug? Uh, I don't know when this cookbook is coming out, but I'm um, going to put out one of the recipes this month. Just yes, a, kind of a tidbit. Do you have you have one in mind? It's, the, um, it's those Dan Dan noodles, but yeah. I... We, I we've I've we've renamed them Ben Ben Noodles. You, that's you, dude. You came <laughs> up with that. I renamed Take them it. Ben Ben Noodles because <laughs> um, I just feel not that because I I, I I want to name them after me. It's that Dan Dan Noodles aren't correct technically, and I'm have a pet peeve about just like. Um, oh, that's not Nashville hot chicken. If you know you're using a sesame bun or this and that, and it's uh, you got it all wrong. And if by that logic, then I shouldn't call Dan Dan noodles what I make at home for lunch every day. Right? They're me, they're me noodles. Yeah. I think that it's a great title for exactly the reason why we're making this cookbook, which is like your friends wanted to know. How to make Benson's Dan Dan noodles. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and you're making it for your friends. And other people might enjoy this cookbook, but like that's your audience. And people want people want some Benson with their noodles. Yeah. Like show them the Ben Ben noodles. Yeah. I like that 2020 is uh, so far the year <laughs> of uh, Benson putting out content that is specifically for friends. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. a <laughs> <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Here's a cookbook. <laughs> Hey, friends, and nobody else. <laughs> but nobody will still listen to my music. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I'm going to plug Honeydew. Um, H-O-N-E-Y-D-I-E-U. U. Just the U. Just the U. D-I-U. Do. Honeydew. Um, Benson is an incredible artist, and y'all need to listen, because it's uh, he's got an EP coming out. I listened to some scratch tracks today, and it's going to rock your... Little tiny baby socks off. Maybe. Watch out yeah. for your Spotify rap 2021. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Honeydew is the new 100 gex. He's going to fuck up the algorithm. <laughs> uh, Al, anything to plug? Any, any final thoughts? Uh, Just you guys. If this is our last one in person for a while, I just want to shout out my pals. Hell yeah. Cool. Is we're really we're now going away. We can we we've done it remotely. <laughs> we're gonna do it remotely. Yeah, and yeah. we'll just do it remotely until we we'll get Popeyes or something. Yeah. I don't know. Does Popeyes have wings? Oh, they used to uh, actually. Over the summer, they had ghost pepper wings, and I don't think they. Have I don't them remember anymore. if I actually said this or I meant to earlier, but Seven Eleven has wings. Oh hell yeah! Oh, I live so close to a Seven Eleven. Let's um, do it. Like, what do y'all think about like doing like grocery store wings, like the ones in like the mm. deli that are cold? Because those are my least favorite. Safeway, food. <laughs> mm. yeah, like Safeway or like like Fred Meyer. If you go to the deli section, they've got like pre-made buffalo wings that are cold as the night is long. I heard the Albertsons ones are good. Mm. Is know. there an Albertsons in Portland, Oregon? Yeah, yeah. there's one in Cooley, Cully. Yeah. Oh, there there's is also one. one uh, 
out off of Beaverton Hillsdale Highway. But that's pretty far away from yeah, us. Go to I gotta say, this is riveting. This is what people come for. <laughs> well, yeah, actually, now that I think about it, there's a Hillsdale Albertsons as well as a Coley Albertsons. <laughs> you know, what we should really do is a cross study and see if the wings are better at one than the other. If you want to know the wings we'll be reviewing over Zoom in the coming weeks, yeah. you'll have to yeah. tune in. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that reminds me. We should be saying this every time. Um, and, you know, feel free to do this, fellas. We've got uh, an email that you can write into, and we uh, will answer your questions. Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, puritywingpodcast at gmail.com. Um, uh, send in your questions or... Uh, your wing fetish picks, and we'll take a look. And uh, uh, that's <laughs> or, all I'm uh, going to say about that. If you're Purity Ring and or the Doughboys, feel free to send your cease and desists our way, <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> we are, we're, we're going until we get a sponsorship for a cease and desist. Those are the two things yeah. that will stop us. But until that time, keep on clucking. Bye, y'all.